boys. Shaq has a boat. Okay. Wanna know what the name of that boat is? Big Diesel. Go, Chris. Yeah, Take I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess something with diesel. Yeah, no. It's free throw. <laughs> <laughs> because he knows he won't sink it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing his son posted that on tiktok this week and i was dying and since we were talking about boats last week on this beautiful podcast what would you name your boat if you owned your own boat what do you <sighs> name it yeah this is a loaded topic because uh you know last week we talked about boats and uh, in my family and dan's family we have boats and um I've thought about this for years and I don't know. I, I still don't have that boat name you can go online and look up like the funniest boat names. There are some pretty <laughs> good ones like, like cirrhosis of the river and stuff like that, that are pretty funny. Um, but I haven't come up with like a super original one yet. And I'm just hoping by the time that I buy my own boat, I will have a good name for it. Yeah. The, Boats in our family history have all been based around being in the grocery industry. As you know, I'm all about team grocery life. So things like Express Lane and most recently Special K. People are familiar with the Special K. So I might keep that. But if I wanted to change my mind and get a little bit more me focused, it's Boatella. It's absolutely Boatella. <laughs> not, not even a question. Can you, can you like substitute like a V in for one of the O's or something like that? Oh yeah. We have to make that. Yeah. (laughs) That have to be part of it. Right. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Like I was thinking like, I would call it like river rat because (laughs) that was just like my funniest basketball team name where we called ourselves the Wellsburg river rats during summer league. (laughs) And I just love that. And we just, got this big rat logo on our thing and Wellsburg river rats. So I thought that was cool, but like, I don't know. It's such a hard decision because you're writing this on your boat. So like it, you know, possibly thousands of people for however long could see the name of your boat. And if you put something that's like really dumb, you're going to be the guy who got something really dumb. It's not funny. Mm -hmm. It's just dumb. Yeah. 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 You gotta be careful with that. That's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah. The boat's bad uh, enough, but that the name's big. We have a pontoon boat um, and my dad named it after my mom. It's the Susie Q because my mom's name is Ooh, Susan. Nice. So that's the, 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 our sailboat doesn't have a name. I don't think so. Yeah. Is it's that allowed? Like you said, it's, it's a big decision. I thought that wasn't allowed. I thought you had to have a name for your boat. Is that um, like against boat protocol? Is Gary out here like <laughs> just changing up the rules? It's been breaking the law for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, well, there's no there's no name for the sailboat, but we have one for the pontoon. And one day I want my own pontoon, and I yeah don't know what name. But I've thought about what you just said, Didi. You, you you can't embarrass yourself with your boat name. Yeah, it's tough. I like the grocery stuff. I don't know what if you had to pick a grocery name, Dan. We'll go pick it now. Go. I'm going. I, I have to. I have to go with Express Lane. That was like the coolest. <laughs> I love that. I know that's not like a rich, that's literally what we've used um, just because it has, uh, you know, the meaning of the, obviously the express lane, but then it just tells, it just screams fast and it worked so well. I've always loved that name. I could probably get a little more creative and think of something different, but I'd always, you know, want to go back to that if I'm sticking 
to to grocery life. Beautiful, beautiful boys. Or maybe, uh, maybe what like what were all the hashtags? I always text you guys back when we had those. I always had those madness. I was like, buck a box of breakfast. <laughs> Dan could be Dan could be Express Lane. Um, I could get one. Name itself. Check out. And Didi could get one and name ten it, items or less. Ten items or less. Yeah, beautiful. There's the fleet. <laughs> <laughs> if we buy votes, we are absolutely naming it after groceries. I think it's that's, done. <laughs> yeah, we're absolutely doing that. What's up? Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. It's Didi out here in LA. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh, and I want them to buy boats. That's why I'm going to bring this up at the beginning of every single show, just so they have it in their heads, because I really want them to buy boats. Summer's back, baby. We're, we're, we're everybody that's needs right. to be on a boat. All right. right. Well, <laughs> well, today on the show, we're going to be getting into uh, this debate on the internet. That's uh, I, I usually hate the whole millennial versus like Gen Z type deals or whatever generations, but White Claw Surge versus Four Loco. We're going to talk about that. We're going to also talk about the Mighty Duck show. Uh, Pittsburgh bars are uh, possibly expanding their hours. Might be closing a little later. So we'll talk about the perfect time for bars to close. We've got a little Debbie pick two and what we're listening to. But boys, before we get to all that, we got to start it off with Bruise Day, which I am a part of this week. So I'm hey, ready to get started. He's back. Let's there bring you go. back. And I'm doing something I've never done before. So today I got Golden Road Palisades Pineapple today on the Ooh. show. I've never had this. I am trying this for the first time because I haven't had a chance to do this on Bruise Day. I know, I think Chris did this one week. I don't think, I don't know if Dan's done this because you have your whole thing and you make your own beer. So I don't know what you do, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I wanted to do this ever since I saw Chris do it. So I'm doing it right now. Open this up. Golden Road, Palisades, Pineapple. Oh, this is it. I love this true live feedback right here. First oh my God. Sip. It's a wheat beer, by the way. Okay. This might be the best beer I've ever had. Whoa, hang on. I mean, hey, now oh we're making Bruise Day headlines. There's Whoa. so much pineapple in here. I wasn't ready for that. American wheat with pineapple and apricot. Oh, uh, apricot. this is delicious. And the lady at, Bev- at Bevmo who's checking me out, she was like, have you had this before? I was like, no. She's like, you're going to like it. And I was like, all right. And holy crap. I wish I knew her name. I really do. This is a, shout out next a good beer. Golden Road. Palisades pineapple, check it out. And also, guys, I'm pouring it in my brunch breakdown mug that my mother-in-law what? made. Oh yeah, brunch breakdown mug. Oh yeah. How do only one of the three hosts have that? <laughs> because like, only keep, one of you are on. married to Siobhan. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dan designed that logo. <laughs> I came up with Bruise Day, and you have. The- <laughs> So much is wrong here. We own at least two thirds of that glass. So I expect you to ship it to us for a couple other months this year. (laughs) That would be very non um, COVID of us for uh, us to just pass around the same mug and drink out of it. But I'm down for it. Just one mug. We have one. We all keep it for like a couple weeks. Just one. That's amazing. (laughs) We'll see you in court otherwise. Well, yeah. (laughs) Merch coming soon. Dan, beautiful merch. Yeah, there it is. There's the first one. <laughs> oh, Chris, what are you sipping on this week, sir? Uh, so I have a blind taste test. Um, th- I don't. This one's not going to be as exciting as Didi's because I, I know this is not going to be the best beer that I've ever drank. Um, but I have another of the low calorie beers as I'm into like the third, the second or third week of my 
uh, cut here. And I have Blue Moon's, what does it say? Light Sky Citrus Wheat. Okay. Ooh. All right. I, I will admit too. that like I have some loftier expectations for this. Like I'm expecting better than a Michelob Ultra or a Coors Light. 95 calories. It says it's brewed with tangerine peel. All right. Okay. Okay. Give me some tasty this. Oh, it smells great. That's not bad. Really? That's okay. honestly not bad. Really? Like, wow. So I did the cor- Corona. I still can't say <laughs> the Corona premiere. That's unbelievable. I did the Corona premiere last week and was, I had high hopes for it. It really had almost no taste. This is like legit tangerine. Is that a, is that a sure descriptor hey. that works? Yeah, this is not bad. This is not bad. Um, if I had a lineup of beers, would I choose it? Probably not. Depends on what those other beers are, but probably not. But this is going to be so far the best one I've had wow. out of three. So that takes over the Corona premiere from the number one spot. Correct. So top wow. top spot out of three so far. Wow. Interesting. I like it. Okay. I was not expecting Blue Moon Light to taste good at all. Because I felt because I don't like diet like pop at all. Like, cause I just think it just tastes weird. I don't like it at all. And I feel like, I don't know. I like blue moon. So I feel like blue moon light would taste gross, but I guess not. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, this whole process that I'm going through is like admittedly about in part lowering your expectations. (laughs) So I, I like blue moon too. This is not as good as a blue moon, uh, but if your options are low calorie beers, this is a good one. This is a good, good option. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. City, what you got, sir? Well, you guys have been drinking either no beer or tea or liquor quite a few times on Brews day. And so I'm not going to quite go that far, but I do have a cocktail inspired beer. Okay, this is a brewery that, Chris, you've featured quite a few times. Uh, I have a handful or two uh, from Hitchhiker. I had this one sitting in the back of the fridge. It's kind of in the mood for something a little bit different. This is the arm's length from Hitchhiker. It's their zombie cocktail beer. So if you've ever had a zombie cocktail, this is what this is uh, really based after. So um, you get those flavors that you would get in a zombie cocktail, you get your pineapple, your passion fruit, uh, lemon and lime and orange. And they actually used baking spices to kind of mimic the bitters that you would get from the cocktail, uh, in the beer. So you, those, you get a, you get a touch of those in the back, but it's, it's sour, but it's clean. It's fruity. It's almost dangerously crushable it's really tasty i'll tell you what it's it doesn't drink like a beer and they do an amazing job with hitchhiker does with these cocktail inspired beers in fact they have the 1844 coming out this week shoot what is that based off of the 18 i have to give them their due 1844 that is the Oh, that's the painkiller. 
if you guys have ever had a painkiller, uh, always typically made with rum, it is one of the most delicious cocktails. If it's made right on the planet, that's coming out this week at Hitchhiker. So if you're in Western Pennsylvania, I encourage you to get your hands on the 1844. But for this week, the zombie cocktail beer, the arm's length from Hitchhiker. She's tasty, boys. She's real good. Nice. That can is sweet. Yeah, kind of got a lot of like a uh, Halloween feel kind of going on with this zombie yeah. arm coming nice. up there. But had this a little while ago. Yeah, it's it's eight point two, but you wouldn't know it. Maybe <laughs> maybe in an hour we will. But uh, right now, yeah, try try to say Corona premiere in an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, famous last words right there. Yeah, you don't feel it. All right. <laughs> well, boys, uh, cheers up. I'm so happy I'm back on Bruce Day. I, yeah, it's been killing back, me, Didi. but I'm back. Good to have you back. Cheers again. French breakdown. Look at that glass, man. I know. I'll get you guys one. I, I'll get you guys one, I think. Might have to pay for it, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get all these random topics off our chest. It's time to get off our chest. And uh, Chris, get us started. Get it off your chest, man. I'd be happy to. There was some uh, breaking news today, and it's less of something that I really want to get off my chest and more of like a mini topic I just want to dive into with you guys to start off this episode. Uh, Somebody in Pittsburgh got got the drunk muscles at 3 a.m. and thought it was a good (laughs) idea to try and fight Aaron Donald. Okay? (laughs) What? First off, how how hammered does anybody have to be to get into the frame of mind to think like, yeah, I want to take on the baddest dude in the NFL. And like, mind you, I understand not everybody knows who every professional athlete is. Like if you told me who the baddest dude in Major League Baseball is, I wouldn't know the guy's name because I don't follow baseball. But when you live in Pittsburgh, you know who Aaron Donald is, okay? He grew up in Penn Hills. He went to the University of Pittsburgh. The guy owns establishments in Pittsburgh. He's an institution here. So how, how drunk do you have to be to think that's a good idea? Like that, this is, talk about like overshooting in different situations, like talking to the girl is just like way out of your league and stuff like that. Like this takes overshooting to an entirely new level. And I cannot, Imagine any time in uh, in my life that I would have been drunk enough to to try to to think, oh, I'm angry and I want to step to Aaron Donald. Uh, it, it, dude, it's not even. <laughs> I, I don't even know how drunk you have to be because, like, <sighs> he's six one two eighty. I looked this up because everyone always calls Aaron Donald undersized. Okay. Like I'm six foot one, one eighty. Okay, this is me. So six just, one, one eighty. Just I'd like full, to show you how skinny I am. Just a full one hundred extra pounds of muscle. On <laughs> yeah, he's one hundred no pounds bigger than I. He's hundred pounds, and he's cut up like nobody's business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he, like he's cut up like nobody's business. So how do you look at that guy? I don't care if you know who if it's Aaron Donald or not. It's like who. That guy? <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't matter what shirt he's got on. It doesn't yeah. matter if he's got a sweater or a hoodie on. He's, 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 he's huge. I I saw that story too. As soon as you said, as soon as you started talking, I knew exactly what you were talking about. And I was like, 
that story is just ridiculous because I don't know who who was he the only guy yeah left to fight in the venue like he was like well it's gonna be someone gonna be that guy yikes my dude yikes that guy got a concussion and he deserved it and hopefully he forgot a little bit about what happened because yeah I don't know what amount of drunk muscles you need to think this is the dude I can take this dude down I can take this dude down even if he's not an NFL football player, just based on that size, like you're saying, that's a lot of muscle and that's Aaron Donald. And you're going to lose that fight a hundred times out of a hundred, no matter what. I just, I can't, I can't fathom being in the headspace to do that. I, uh, I mean, by nature, I'm a runner. I'm not a fighter. Um, but like, if I have to step in, I will t- to a point. Okay. <laughs> if the guy, as Didi said, um, you know, how, how much does he weigh? 280. Two eight. Okay. So he's a hundred pounds heavier than I am too. Uh, that's absurd. Yeah. I just had to get that off my chest. Um, I guess that guy belongs in the drunk hall of fame for like whew, trying something nobody else ever has or ever will Yikes. do or should. Yeah. Wow. Happy, happy Wednesday. <laughs> Impre- I just, I can't like, I, I just can't with that one, man. Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, Before we do, I'm going to tell you that you can find the brunch breakdown everywhere that you listen to podcasts. All of a sudden, he has a drink of alcohol again. He forgets how to run this show. (laughs) I was very efficient running the show before I started drinking again. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Win you back into it a little bit. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio every Thursday. We know you're used to Wednesdays. We're every Thursday now, okay? So... You don't need to adjust your sets. We're coming to you every Thursday. And of course, full video episodes available to you on our YouTube and Facebook pages, also available every Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, available on demand anytime you need them. And of course, we're on social media at Brunch Breakdown. That includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, Um you were mentioning Aaron Donald there. He was probably just enjoying a good post WrestleMania party. It was Sunday night, 3 a.m. Watching WrestleMania. Roman Reigns comes out on top. He's enjoying it. And that guy did a stupid thing. Speaking of WrestleMania, me and our boy over at the Legend Status Podcast, the final episode of Tap Rooms and Tap Outs, the last promo you have to hear of it. We had a great time recapping everything from WrestleMania. That last episode is available for anybody interested in that over at our buddy, the Legend Status Podcast podcast but back to what you were asking me actually in the first place to get off my chest this week gentlemen how familiar you are are either of you with what really what's going on with these nfts these this digital purchasing purchasing and ownership of items online are either of you really super familiar with what's going on there i am familiar with what you're talking about but i don't i don't get them at all I, I get it slightly, but then every time I think I get it, I, someone says something else and I don't get it anymore. Yeah. I've, I've heard it described, uh, on some other podcasts that I listen to. So I know, I know it, Mm -hmm. it feels like a concept and like, I kind of get it, but I'm sure that I, I also kind of don't. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm not going to be here to really educate anybody on exactly what's going on there because it's decently complicated if you want all the details but i'm here to tell you how stupid it is okay so we're referring to nfts 
they're at it, which stands for non fungible tokens, um, which is digital purchasing of digital or virtual assets. So we're looking at things that are like a digit, one of a kind digital items, quote unquote, if you can't see the video right now from playing cards, trading cards, Pokemon cards, highlights, sports highlights, actual NBA highlights. Okay. Digital art videos and even freaking tweets. And I am not kidding you. The founder of Twitter sold a tweet of his for $3 million or whatever that equates to in the cryptocurrency world. You guys, this is so stupid. What is going on? Like we don't have enough tangible shit out there that we can buy. Are we all afraid of becoming hoarders? We're all just storing everything on our computers now. You're literally buying highlights that you quote unquote own but there are a billion other copies of it and anybody can copy it. But through this currency, through these NFTs, you have the one of one original. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Why, why are we, why are we getting into this? Um, like th there's actually a point too, where this is could, could and will affect climate change negatively because of the electricity that's being used for this type of stuff. That's where I stopped. That's where I'm like, okay, that's about as far as I need to do any research here. So there's another reason not to do it. Uh, but can we get back to reality, please? Stick with some tangible items. Yes, I encourage you to support artists, but support them with real money and real things. And even though my girl Grimes is a part of this nonsense, I'm not buying videos from Grimes for... $600,000. It's just, it's just not happening. Um, I'm really confused. I'm scared for the future. If we're going this direction, you know, NFTs, not, not for me should be more like NFT, not freaking tangible or <laughs> nice freaking try. This is a bad idea. So I just had to get that out there off my chest. Want no part of this. That's fair. I, I didn't know that like it included things like selling tweets and stuff like that. I, I can't even wrap my mind around that. What the, the references I've heard to NFTs are like selling art, like specifically art. Mm -hmm. And I guess, I, I guess I'm letting you guys know, I don't consider tweets to be art. I apologize. <laughs> but like, I thought about art and that's cool, but like the ability to just rip stuff off the internet, why, you know, why would I pay for it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Like even like the, the digital currency stuff kind of makes sense to me because if you think mm -hmm. about like our money, how, how often now do you whip out cash? Not, not very often. So like we don't ever really see the money that we're using. It's kind of digital already. So that I can wrap my head around like Bitcoin and stuff. But yeah, some of these like tangible, not tangible things that you mentioned, Dan, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Same. That's how I feel. The NBA top shot thing yeah. is the most like confusing thing in the world. I'm like, I can go on YouTube and look up that like Rudy Gobert dunk or LeBron, whatever. And you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for that. I don't get it. The only time I thought I understood the NFTs was when um 
who was it? Was it like, is it Kings of Leon? Some band like that. Yeah. Um, for like, yeah. yeah, they did one where like you buy their NFT, which was for like five. They, they started off at like $5,000. I don't know what it ended up being sold at, but like you got all these other things in between. It was like you have like VIP seats to all of their shows for the rest of your life. You have all these other things that come with this big purchase of an NFT. And I'm like, OK, I get that. And I'm like, if that's what musicians and stuff are going to do to like make a bunch of money, like they're going to be able to do it. And like, you know, reality stars and stuff. Cause I'm like, if somebody's going to pay like a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, if like Kim puts an NFT out that like says you can have like brunch with her once a year for 20 years, somebody's paying for that. <laughs> but like, yeah. I don't get the whole like tweet thing. Cause I'm like, I can like the fire festival tweet, the famous one with the cheese sandwich, that one sold for $300,000. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I could go find that tweet myself and I can do whatever yeah. I wanted to do with it. Like, I could go frame it in my house if I wanted to go right. do that, you know? So, like, I really, I just don't understand it. I don't get what you are, like, you just paid for something that in a blink of an eye, somebody could just be like, oh, yeah, that's worthless. Exactly. You know, and that's, it's that's not what... like, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing to me. It's not like you're buying, like what Chris was saying, like, it's not art. It's not something that you're like, I don't know. Like no one's gonna look back and be like, Fire Festival, man, that's like the Mona Lisa. That's just not gonna I don't I just don't see that happening. Like I just I refuse I don't see that happening. Right. Because it seems like this is really only something to make money off of. Because the only way you make money off of it is if it increases in value and it gets sold to somebody else. And that's already ha been happening, is that things are being purchased and then resold. And so that's the true purpose of it because you like how much can you enjoy something like that like art in your home you can enjoy and yes it'll increase value over time and obviously you don't get that money until you sell it but how do you know if a tweet is gaining value unless somebody else is just gonna want to buy it from you for no good reason other than to say they're gonna quote unquote own it own the original and then sell it again it's all just this like money thing it makes it makes no sense to me like you said those highlights NBA highlights, NBA is a big part of this. It, it's just going to continue to have to be sold to make money. Like why, why are we doing this? Why can't we stick to these tangible things? And yeah, if, if tangible things come with it, like you said, with Kings of Leon, Didi, that makes sense. And I know musicians are doing it a lot too. Uh, a musician that I follow closely is selling portions of ownership of a song. And like, I get that, especially in the streaming age where they're not making shit. Yeah. Right. And especially right now where they can't even tour. So that I understand that's a little bit different, but digital Logan Paul Pokemon cards, <laughs> like get the hell out of here. Get out. Of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I'm happy you brought that up just because like I've been, because uh, I, I just feel like when you see people talk about it, it makes you feel like you need to be a part of this. Yeah. Like you're like, I have to know what's going on, but like, day after day i'm like no i don't yeah i and really I read don't. about it today more and i was just like no i was right i was <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i think like that type of stuff just makes you realize like there are a lot of people out there with just money to spend oh you know? it makes you kind of sick yeah. though it does make yeah. it like that part it's like we don't have enough things to spend money on that you have to go in buy a highlight that you can literally watch on YouTube for free. Just to say, like, I think a lot of, like, as I get older and I meet more adults, the more I realize, like, 
a lot of people buy stuff just to say that they bought it. And it's weird. It. I don't get it. You're right. I don't get it. Needs to stop. Casual things, people. Buy like, some beer. I just, like, I just don't. I see some of these numbers. I, I just go on vacation anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like anywhere. Experiences, like, people. Experiences. I mean. Like, give me, give me that money you just paid for a stupid NFT, and I will go on vacation. I will blow that at all on one thing, and it will be on a ridiculous vacation. I, I just, I don't know. It's ridiculous, but thanks for bringing that up, Dan. Of course. All right, boys. Well, I had to get this off my chest. Um, DMX passed away. Ah. It's freaking, uh, it's so weird that like, I don't know if this is the first one, but like somebody who agents, like, I feel like it's, you have celebrities as soon as like they get to 50, it's like, you kind of don't know. Cause you know, these musicians, they live hard lives and you know, they do a lot of different things and you never know anybody's story, but like, this is the one, this is definitely, if it's not the first one, this feels like this is the first one where I can say that DMX is like my artist where it's like, it wasn't somebody I listened to because my parents. So like when Michael right. Jackson died, when Prince died, like I didn't tell, I didn't tell my parents to listen to Prince in 1987. You know what I mean? Like DMX was like mine. So it's so weird when something like that happens because I remember like begging our coach to like play that, put to like play the clean version of DMX songs during like warm up during basketball. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's just that one hit me and it made me think like, we really got to like support the artists that we like. And I, I don't know how long they're going to be here. I don't know anybody's family situation, but it's just like DMX gave his heart and soul in every song to us and was telling us everything he was going through all the time. And, you know, and I don't, and I feel like we don't appreciate that enough where it's like, we don't, you know, I feel like you just got to buy music, buy merch, do different things. If you really like somebody, I'm not saying you gotta do this for everybody, but just, it's like DMX. I feel like I didn't give DMX enough of my, you know, of my money, of my time or something. When it's somebody who was literally like just giving his soul in every song. And you can hear that in every DMX song. And I don't know, just had to get it off my chest this week. Just that like really hit me this week that it was just like, just weird. Like somebody that I grew up listening to like just passed away kind of crazy yeah he's like a. the word legend came up a ton after he passed away and i couldn't help but think like what like we never called him a legend before he passed away there's a yeah. lot of other artists from that era that we refer to as legends but like i feel like people like he didn't get that credit and people didn't maybe even realize it or think about it but like he, I mean, he was, and, and, and he was everywhere for a period of time. He was everywhere. I remember like in middle school, one of the, you know, back when you burn CDs and stuff like that, like one of the first CDs I got of like a mix of different popular music had DMX all over it. And I was just like, holy shit, who the hell is this guy? It blew me away. And like that, you know, it's for people in our generation, like he may have been like the first rapper you listened to, but he doesn't get people never like called him a legend i don't know that that was what struck me uh when i heard about it yeah that's an interesting point you're you're right chris you're throwing that word around not until now and yeah it's weird that we're not that old and neither are some of these musicians that we lose like you see like you said dd even before they turn 50 or right around that age where they kind of you know 
drop off. You don't really hear much from them, but that doesn't mean that their lives are over and that there's still ways to support them. But it's just wild that it does. It happens way, way too often to just incredibly talented people. And you always have that moment of perspective afterwards and be like, man, when's the last time I, you know, listened to or supported or purchased anything related to that, to that individual. Sometimes it's a current artist, you know, we saw it with yeah. Matt Miller. We see it all the, unfortunately all the time, but yeah, with a guy like DMX that made such an impact and then just all of a sudden that's the next storyline or headline that you read about him. You know, first one in probably a couple of years for quite for most people was just shocking and, and crazy. Yeah, it makes you think. Yeah, and it's you know, and one of the things that I've I've liked about way they've done love with way the DMX coverage has been has just been like reminding people of how big he was at that time. And I'm telling, like, I really don't think anybody was bigger than DMX except for like Britney Spears from like two from like ninety eight <laughs> to two thousand three or two thousand four. Like he was yeah. everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like I, party up is played at every single wedding you go to. You know what I mean? You just, it's just a weird thing to think about. You take that stuff for granted and you're like, my grandma dances the party up. Like my preacher said, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, like in church, you know? (laughs) And it's just like, you know, it's just those things you think about when somebody you, that just gives their heart and soul to you. And then it's like, they're kind of gone. And I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's a weird one this week, but, uh, but it was cool to, you know, I was listening to old DMX songs and thinking of different stuff. So. Yeah, but DMX. Wild. Wild, yeah. man. All right, P DMX. All right, well, boys, let's get into the main course. Let's get it started with, uh, I, I mean, this is something that came across from Mr. Gates. White Claw Surge. It's their new higher alcohol content. It's got eight uh, alcohol beverage content, and uh, they're calling it the new Four Loco. How do you guys think? What do you guys think about this? About White Claw Surge being called the new Four Loco? Well, just for starters, uh, let's give a little love to Four Loco here. I, so it, de- <laughs> it depends <laughs> on what era of Four Loco we're talking about. Fair point. Because at a certain point there, it changed. I want to say like 2012, 2013, Four Loco changed. And then it kind of fell off the map. But <laughs> for a while there, Four Loco, like, sh- I mean, they changed it because it was too potent. It was too powerful. Like, it shouldn't have been legal. Uh, like, I time traveled on that stuff. I, I don't, you know, it was... <laughs> it, it, I, I still, to this day, don't know what was in it. I mean, you can see on these cans right here, it says 12% alcohol. Like sometimes we have craft brews on the brunch breakdown that are like eight or nine. And we're like, wow, that's high. This is 12, but there's also other stuff that I can't even tell you was in it that just, maybe it was like the combination uh, that sparked something, but like anybody that drank this stuff, it was like an experience, you know what I mean? And it's hard for me to believe that anything now could match this, the OG, because it's just, it can't be legal anymore. It's rather blasphemous to even 
put these two in the same sentence, let alone, I mean, that's, that's wild for people to even compare. Those are people that don't know any better and don't know what the OG for loco is like part of the uh, thing that really made for loco what it, what it was. I wouldn't even say is cause like you said, Chris, what it was is that it also had caffeine in it in addition to alcohol. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So this is literally like a heart attack in a can. This is something that <laughs> should be shared amongst friends uh, per can. And you can see if you're watching the, the video here, 11% and you got 249 sticker price on that. That's a good deal. That's a good deal for a fun time. And you don't need more than one. Let me tell you, it's this stuff was so wild. It, it literally did have to be changed. The formula had to be changed like you mentioned, Chris, because it was so wild. And so the fact that you're going to take a hard seltzer, which almost to me is an oxymoron, uh, and increase the ABV from five to eight, and then you're going to increase the can size from, uh, what is it? It's going up to 16, going from 12 to 16 is the other part of it so it's going to be the size of a typical craft beer can are you kidding me are you kidding me that is supposed to make those two things equal somehow one's based of water with some alcohol makes it a little tasty for you sorry if your water isn't hard enough but this stuff isn't even close one no One's based with water, the other's based with caffeine. Caffeine yeah. and literally the gasoline. <laughs> dude, I remember that dude, that picture that you had up the black and yellow lemonade can. That was my go-to. My absolute go-to. Anytime, and this is so weird to say because it's just like, God damn it, man. I so alcohol tolerance back in the day, but like I would join a pregame late. I get there and I would just, I knew if I just pounded a four loco, I'd be caught up with everybody else Yeah, <laughs> who had been drinking like two hours before I got there. Yeah, Like four, I have so many four loco stories. I have so many four loco things that I, I probably did in four locos that I don't remember. Like <laughs> nothing, just adding 3% to a white claw. Listen, you and your mom and like your sister or whatever, your friends on the beach, Maybe you guys will get a little more hammered, but it's not taking you places. You might fall asleep on the beach. Four Loco doesn't let you sleep on the beach. The (laughs) caffeine, it does not let you sleep. It made you go rage. It made you go do really dumb things that like, I would never drink a Four Loco today because I just, nah, no, no. I have, I have children, but like. In a a life to live, yeah. (laughs) But yeah. man, no, White Claw, I'm sorry. Like, I lo- I like White Claw. I'm a fan of seltzers, but don't, don't, no. This is like fighting Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> like, White Claw, go home. It's 3 a.m., get out of here. You need to be sorry. on a Four loco to be fighting Aaron Donald. That's what you Dude, need to have any fight there. If that's the story, I'll be like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> understand. That's a great point. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get um, not only is this an insult to four loco, this is an insult to surge. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> gentlemen, this is an insult to one of the greatest carbonated pop beverages of all time surge. So, but this is still isn't equivalent. You'd have to like 
chug this white claw surge with its 8% and then pound a case of surge. And then maybe you'd be a step behind where you'd be on a four loco, just to put that into perspective. If you can get yourself a hands on a, a case of surge, which is phenomenally high caffeine beverage, which we all miss very much, but it's, it would take a combination of the two very much to even get to that level. I feel like this is one of our first, mo- and it's funny that it's centered around Four Loco, but this is like one of our first moments where it's like you're realizing the generational divide. And like, no no matter what we would say to younger people who think that their white claw and surge or whatever the hell it is, is like, you know, t- just the magical elixir to get you hammered. No matter how much we tried to explain to them the powers of four loco, just like so many things that our parents probably tried to explain to us and say like, no, you don't get it. It used to be this way. This is one of those for us, no matter what we do, if you're listening right now and you're like 25 or younger, you're not, you're, you're, you're going to think we're probably just like old and, and just don't get it. But my friends, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i can't i can't share the stories on on this podcast no nope. but hit me up we'll talk on the phone i'll i'll tell you what four loco does uh, yeah because you know another thing with that too is like i don't i'm not encouraging anybody to go get four loco either that's the thing right. so yeah. like yay younger generation you guys have a weaker thing that's cool yeah. But man, don't like don't make this like you need to go find a four loco. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great nah, point. Don't do because it. Because I think when we were drinking four loco, we were like, this is this that cool drink that like gets you <laughs> drunk really quick. And it didn't occur to anybody until they changed the formula that like that was potentially seriously harmful. <laughs> you know, like back then you were young, you're just like, yeah, I need it. Like Didi said, I need to catch up. So you catch up. Um, and then they change it. You're like, oh, was that bad? And it was. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, enjoy your White Claw. It's not for Loco. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, we've been, we've talked about drinks. We're talking about bars being, we're talking about fights happening in after hours clubs. So let's talk about what's happening in Pittsburgh right now and at a bunch of different places. I know I saw it in the news in LA too. Um, bar hours possibly being extended to help out the uh the bars and this is one way to help the bars out whenever everything is open wherever you are and uh in the summer and stuff like that so uh what's happening what what do you think what, what's what's happening with the bars in pittsburgh right now well yeah so they're they're what what is the proposal is it three or four what are they for yeah it's a state representative out of philadelphia is proposing for the entire state of pennsylvania to be allowed to extend bar hours until 4 a.m. The one caveat is, is that part of the proposal is including that it gives local municipalities the ability to decide for themselves whether they want to allow extended hours and they can designate specific zones where that can happen if they do opt into that. So even though this bill could pass, there could still be areas within a city, within a town that won't won't do it, that won't accept it. Or it could be one road 
whatever it is. It could be uh, Carson Street, which please don't ever let that happen. Pittsburgh, please. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, it's it's in front of the it's going to be in front of the uh, the government here in the state of Pennsylvania to see if they're going to give people the flexibility to allow that to happen. The guy's based out of Philadelphia. He said, we want to be a first class city. We need to have first class nightlife comparing it to other cities that are allowed to be open past 2 a.m. So fascinating. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Four, four is late. Four is really late, man. Yeah. I, oh. I, I only had not you know, only a few, like maybe three nights ever where like I, I was up until four, <laughs> you know, like partying, like, uh, I don't know. So I'm trying to like, look at this now, obviously I would never be out till four now, but even at, in my twenties, my early twenties, I don't think I would have ever stayed out till 4 a.m. to be at a bar. I just really, I don't know. Like at some point within the bar, the, 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 the patrons in the bar, <laughs> it gets a little rough. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Like you go, you get up till two o'clock and the only people left are the people that can't really speak English anymore. So do we, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the four o'clock's the answer here. Like the bars closed in Morgantown. When I was in college. They closed at three. I don't know if that's still a thing, but they closed at three. And I used to always think three was the perfect time because at the time, like you're partying, partying, partying. And then like you, some, you get out of the, you're out of there somewhere between like one 30 and I guess like two 30, you're mostly out of there. And no one, I, like I never stayed at the bar till three o'clock. Like, I don't know who's staying in there till three, but, and then in my adult time, there's, it just like what Dan said, Carson Street, Station Square. No, those needed to be closed at like one thirty. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they didn't need to be open till two. Like their Matrix didn't need to be open. No, bar room. None of those places needed to be open until two o'clock. Like it was a wrap. Like we all knew what we were there for. If you didn't get what you were going there for, it, what you knew before two a.m. So like <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was time for everyone to go home and i have stories just like chris said with four logos that i'm not gonna say but like i have friends who listen to this podcast who will who have very bad stories about leaving places at 2 a.m there's no need there's no need just needs to be that 4 a.m is late (laughs) that is late it's it's really late and i don't think any city needs that unless it's some city where like tourism is huge right? The Las Vegas is the New York's the Miami's there's no other reason for cities, even Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and a number of other cities across most cities across the United States that don't need to be open that late. The tourism crowd was, would be one reason. But other than that, if you can't seal the deal by 2 AM, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, specifically, uh, you don't get an extra two hours. You don't deserve an extra two hours. That's why you've had all night. And then when the lights come on, she gets a good, ugly look at you and you're going home by yourself still. So that's not going to get any better at 355 than it is right now at 155. So nobody needs that. There's been a handful of times, a couple, maybe a couple of handfuls of times that I've been out to a bar until the lights came on. And 
the night I met my fiance was one of them. So there was one good experience, but typically it's not for good reasons. Okay. You should just be shoot out of there. Nobody wants there. The people don't want to be working at the bar till 4am either. You got to think yeah. about that too. Yes. The hospitality and, and the reason this is being brought back up is yes, the hospitality industry needs our money now more than ever. He brought it up, uh, I think two years ago, he's bringing it up saying, listen, these places were closed during the pandemic. Let's help them out. Maybe longer happy hour. Cause there's limits on happy hour. How many hours of happy hour you can do hoping to expand that along with it. Like I am for that. I get that, but make them open earlier. I don't want them closing later. <laughs> no one needs to be out till 4am. Go hang out at your buddy's house, somebody's house. If you want to be up that late, but overall, yeah, not most cities in this country don't need to be using a policy like this. No. And like, Overserving is already a problem, but you know, these bars are not going to not serve people, especially after the year we've been through. It's like, you're going to get into the situation where you're just going to keep feeding drinks to the dude who's asking for fireball at three 30 in the morning. Is that responsible? Is that the way to go? I, yeah. Cause if you're going to keep bars open for 4am with the whole purpose to make money, that means last call gets extended. Mm -hmm. And like, do people need to be drinking past that point when they're not on vacation? Because like you mentioned cities like New Orleans makes New Orleans makes so much money off tourism. So does Las Vegas and Reno mm-hmm. and all that. And it's like, that's where they make all of their money off of tourism. Okay. Those places can do it. Cause you're on vacation, right? <laughs> places like Pittsburgh and even the city I'm in LA people come here for vacation, but it's still like, no, get out of here at one 30, like get, <laughs> get out of here, like go do something. No, go home at one 30. But like, yeah, I, I just, I think it's just, that's how, va- that's vacation time, 4 a.m., you know? Like, yes. we've had some nights in New Orleans where we were out till 6 a.m., like, but that's Mardi Gras on vacation. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Columbus, Ohio shouldn't be Mardi Gras. No, people go to work. <laughs> like you, you don't need to stay out till 4 a.m. because uh, you went to the Steeler game that day. Like, thank, right? you. <laughs> thank you. I forgot about that. Like, oh my God, that turns into a Sunday night football crowd at freaking. Oh, oh man. man. No, no, no. That's bad news. It's bad news. Jesus. I don't, I don't, we, I don't want to sound like the old men on this podcast about we're four loco when the bar should be open. Like, no, I think this is a pretty real discussion. We're trying to be, bring facts to it. And I would say like two 30 is a great time. I, I'd even give you the three yeah. o'clock there, Didi, but we're talking about four people. Four, four AM is just not, not for most cities. No, L- listen, Dan's point is fantastic. We, we are not the, you know, the old men trying to shit on your good time. Okay. We are seasoned veterans (laughs) of going out and partying. And we're just trying to tell you, like at a certain point, you reach the point of no return and four o'clock is well past that point. I'm with Dan. Dan. There was a, where we went to school, Kent, Kent state, the Harvard of Ohio, uh, there, all the bars closed at two 30, except for one. And I don't understand how this worked, but there's, I think it was Ray's yeah. was open till two 30. Right. And so we would go from glory days to Ray's and get one more drink, knowing that like 
you had to get in there. We would actually leave yeah. the bar before two so that we get, could get into Ray's. Because everybody was going to Ray's. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ray, shouts to you, buddy. You made some money because of that. I don't know how you figured that one out. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so you would leave the bar at like 1.30 to get into Ray's to have one more drink. So it was like one more drink. You knew you were getting one more drink, okay? Yeah. And it Not took you the two full hours hour. worth it, of more drinks. It took you the full hour to get that drink, by the way, too, yeah. because it was just... Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when you got there, you bought 17 drinks for all your friends because they were never getting to the bar. Yes. Whoever got to the front of the line was buying the bucket. Yeah. But like <laughs> 2 30, I think, is that's the sweet spot. Yeah. That's, I'm with you. Because that 3 a.m. time in college was like perfect. But also, talking to guys specifically, like if, if you don't, if it's not, if you don't, if you're with a girl and you're dancing with her till the lights come on, I get, I can 99% of the time, she's not going home with you. You are good to dance with because if she wanted to go home with you, she, you'd already be gone. You're just a good dancer, buddy. You're just a good dancer. Hey, like would you guys, and she's going right to go here. talk. Would she's going to be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> would you stop? This is really mean. I mean, how many times we've we been to Tiki Lounge together and I know what you guys are saying. Yeah, I'm just but... trying to help. I'm just trying to help the, the, the kids out there. You know, I helped them with cargo pants last True. week. I'm trying to help them just understand that like, you don't need to be at the bar till 4 a.m. It's not going to happen for you at 4 a.m. There's no need for this. It's just, that's too late. That's just, that's vacation. People got to work. That's too late. Yeah. <laughs> you got a career. You got it's a like, family. Seriously, dude, if, if bars are open until 4 a.m., like, I am i don't know if my career would be where it was. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I can no. tell you that. Those extra two hours, that means a lot of really bad decisions and a lot of being late for work. <laughs> yeah. Go to bed at a reasonable time. Go to brunch the next morning. That's what brunch is for. We're not going to yeah. delay brunch hours for your late asses because you just rolled into your one bedroom stank hall at 430 in the morning. Yeah. So no, no. Extend brunch. That's it. Extend brunch. Extend brunch. Yeah. Maybe Extend just bottomless. No parameters on bottomless mimosas anymore. Yes. Bottomless mimosas all day. Ooh. Fuck it. You're at dinner. Just get it. Bottomless yes. mimosas anytime you want it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, we did it. Bam. <laughs> we figured it out. There you go, Pennsylvania. Now we to, we're going to play this video in front of uh, the state legislature next week. Right. <laughs> Whole thing. You're welcome, Governor Wolf, right? That's yeah. it. There yeah. you go. Shouts to you, Governor Wolf. All right. <laughs> well, let's get into something we've been wanting to talk about for a while. We waited for some episodes. The Mighty Ducks show. Mighty Ducks Game Changers on uh, on Disney+. Plus. We've been watching it. There's three episodes out right now. I am not a fan of this release schedule, Disney+, Plus, but do your thing. Um, but I do like the show. I am a fan of the show. There's some things I don't like, but we'll talk about that in a second. But boys, what do you think? Mighty Ducks Game Changers, three episodes in. I guess I'll go. <laughs> I thought Chris was ready to go there. Well, you wore a duck shirt. I, I did. Chopping uh, at the bit for this. I've got the the o, the old school, the OG Mighty Ducks shirt on. Boys, we've worn these uh, Halloween or four uh, together before. <laughs> and we did photos. not ever want to stay out till 4 a.m. when we wore those. That's true. That's no. true. <laughs> um, 
I like it. I like it uh, more than I thought I was going to, because honestly, with just general Disney stuff and I thought it was going to be kids showy like, and I know both of you guys are parents and you probably going to have that stuff on or, and I'm going to have that stuff on a lot more often in the future. So I was a little concerned because my TV viewing habits are pretty specific. Uh, the office and then the crown at night on Netflix. And that's about <laughs> it. So <laughs> I was a little concerned. I wasn't going to like, this it was going to kind of ruin one of the childhood memories, but I do, I like it. I, I, I really enjoy it. I was, uh, the first like person that we saw, they, they got me good. They got me early was from letter Kenny. We saw Riley immediately, the head coach <laughs> of the mighty ducks. I'm like, Riley's here. I love this show. This is amazing. Like the first guy we see. So they had me locked. They had me locked in early, but, um, and I was worried that Gordon Bombay wouldn't be a main character. It was going to be all these new actors and whatever, but he's there. He's prevalent throughout every episode we've seen three episodes so far and i'm a fan i'm coming back to it every week yeah i'm a fan too i've only watched the first episode so far but like when i I watched it with my wife katie and when it ended we were like oh so this is gonna be good we were like oh so (laughs) we actually want to watch it again because like you know probably unfairly to some of the when you're trying to reboot something like this, it's not even a reboot, but like, do, you know, play off the nostalgia, like so many things with like that, like that girl meets world. And then like fuller house, like they brought back these shows that, yeah, tie into your nostalgia, but they did it in such like a, like a overly corny way. Yes. That you just feel uncomfortable watching it. It's like build up, build up corny setup to a joke punchline, like for a half hour. I can't, those, those have been awful. So I kind of went into this one expecting the same thing. And if you're listening and and you thought that it would be that way, I would encourage you to give it a watch because the the kids that are acting in it are actually good actors. Like they're, they're actually pretty good. They're funny. They like, they play their roles. Well, Uh, Gordon Bombay's in there doing his thing. Um, I forget the, the one woman's name. She's from, she was in, Gilmore Girls, Lauren um, Graham. Yeah, I mean, so the the adults that are acting in in the the series are also kind of proven actors, which is uh, a good thing. Because um, in some of those other shows, like they're bringing it back with actors who proved themselves in the exact same show back in the day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they still got it. Yeah. So I yeah. Make a long story short. Overall, I I've been pleasantly surprised and am happy that it they make me want to continue watching it yeah they didn't screw it up and because i feel like this is a layup if you just do it right and they did it right the casting is great because lauren graham who is kind of preachy in the first episode but i like what she's saying because it's like you know when they the whole thing about like none of your kids are going to pros (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like mm-hmm. how funny that is because like a guy I used to work with used to like every football season that started he'd be like all right so there will be a million kids who go out there to play quarterback in high school and there were seven drafted <laughs> <laughs> and like I used to always think that was super funny and she basically says that but like Lauren Graham plays a great like single mom like 
out down her luck. That was a great casting because she's just like really good at playing that. I don't know what that says about her as a human, but like she's really good at playing the like distraught, always busy, single mom kid kind of hates her. But like, but you she'd know, do anything for that kid, she'd do anything for the kid. So I, she just does that well. And that's what you needed. I, the thing I don't like, I feel like I, I could do without Gordon Bombay. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I could wow. do without him. He, he maybe he'll hey three episodes in but mm-hmm. maybe he'll redeem himself but right now i'm just kind of like i'm i'm like i don't need him at this point and i know they're probably building something you know but i am not a, I, I don't know i'm not he's the one thing on the show that i'm like you know i don't need these old gordon curmudgeon scenes i'm good see i love that i love that he's an asshole um i i, I do <laughs> i really do i'm like all right we got a little bit of grit here this is a hockey show i like this this is for me um uh, yeah i'm sure that storyline it does seem to be developing slowly over the episodes and i'm sure we're going somewhere uh, with that down the road naturally but i'm glad that he's in there as much as he is i've never been a huge lauren graham fan honestly but exactly what you said there uh both of you really about she plays this role perfectly she was cast perfectly uh, for this role. So I thought she's really shined well. And to echo what you said, Chris, like the kids, the kids are, are cast perfectly as well. The little chubby kid, Jack or Jeff or whatever his name is. He kind of basically gave us a shout out in the first episode where they were asking him to play hockey. And he said, I have more of a podcast body. And I'm like, my dude, my <laughs> dude, what's up? Let's collab. Get your podcast <laughs> on our podcast. Um, yeah. They're funny. This they're throwing away around words like damn and hell. And I'm like, okay, we're getting edgy here on Disney plus this is for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they're, they are, they're, they're finding a way to do it. And it's not corny. Chris, what you said was absolutely my fear is going to be corny. Like all these other shows it's not. Um, and it's kind of give us that, I know you hate it, Didi, but that appointment viewing where it's not that same time place every week, but once a week maybe helps, uh, helps a little bit. I'm okay. I guess I'm okay with that, but I'm also ready for the next episode as soon as I'm done with it. So they're doing something right, I guess. One thing I will say about Gordon is uh, it did kind of bug me that like, we're, we're back to Gordon hating hockey again. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, we started this guy and his mood swings about the sport of hockey. It's unbelievable because you start the first movie, he played hockey, but he, he hates it. He hates kids and he's not doing it anymore. And then we go up and then he loves it and he wins. And then he goes down because he breaks his leg and then he's all, oh, but he's going to do the Olympics. And then he's out and then he all, oh, but I'm going to represent the team in D3 at the trial or whatever. And then he's out. And now he's like, he hates hockey, but he's managing an ice rink. Come on, Gordon. If you hate hockey, Maybe that's not the line of work to go into. Maybe, yeah. maybe go he's back in into law or something. <laughs> he's in it for the figure skating. That's it. He's just <laughs> passionate. That's what uh, he always wanted to do. That's yeah. what led him to drink. That's what led him to everything. He just always wanted to be a figure skater. He couldn't <laughs> hack it. Good God. But yeah, we'll definitely be talking about this show again. I am, you know, I, I am definitely liking it. And like you said about the podcaster, that kid's name is Maxwell Sim- uh, Simpkins. I think that's his last name. Anyways, I met him at uh the radio disney music awards two years ago oh shit and he i have video of this it's hilarious him video of him and my friend christy who's a really good dancer like dancing and um i just remember being like dude i think you're gonna be famous i'll take a picture with you and he, mind you this is the kid who's probably 13 
at the time. You might be yeah. 15 now. And I was like, I don't take a picture with you, man. I think you're going to be famous one day. And he goes, oh, dude, well, if you um, if you post this, here's my Instagram, this, 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 that. And I've never had a kid say that to me. And I thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. And I have <laughs> always been like, I am rooting for you. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm rooting for you. And I'm so happy you got the show because that kid's just super funny. And, he is. It's my favorite yeah. character. No doubt but, about it. He's, he's yeah. great. Good kid. Um, all right. Well, uh, what time are we at right now? Where are we at? Do we know? Do we have any idea how long we've we been recording? <laughs> it doesn't give me a timer, but we're Great. probably right around an hour. I think we're close yeah. to an hour. All right. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Uh, Dan, go to the pick two. Let's go to pick two with Dan live in Pittsburgh right now. We're going to do a pick two. We haven't done a pick two in a while. Another very popular segment on the brunch breakdown and this one pulls at dd's heartstrings i think more than anyone <laughs> we've ever done before so if you're listening we're going to do the best to describe these to you uh but if you're watching you've got the photo up right in front of you now we've got nine little debbie snacks to pick two from and these are hall of famers all the way around we'll run them down one through nine uh number one is the cloud cake AKA the Twinkie, the, the Twinkie's <laughs> ugly stepsister is uh, ugly stepsister is the cloud cake from little Debbie. Uh, number two is the Swiss roll, AKA the ugly stepsister of the ho ho from hostess. Uh, uh, wait, why are you hating on little Debbie? That's what? the only one I'm done. I'm done. It's all, it's all good from here. It's just those Jesus. two. Cause when I see those two, it's Twinkie and ho ho. It's not cloud cake <laughs> and Swiss roll. It's not. Uh, number three is the cosmic brownie. Number four is the oatmeal cream pie. Number five, sitting there at center on your bingo squares, the zebra cake. Number six is the star crunch cosmic cookie, which is a stretch of a name. And number seven, the chocolate cupcake. Number eight is the honey bun. And number nine, the good old nutty buddy wafer. Little Debbie's Hall of Fame snack cakes. We're only picking two here. I'm going to go to the the Little Debbie, the president of the Little Debbie fan club, Daniel Dudley. Uh, what are your just initial thoughts on this on this top nine? Um, as you guys know, I don't. I'm not a fan of the cosmic brownie. I'm a fan of the but I'm a fan of the fudge brownie with <laughs> the peanuts with the nuts in it. But like, you know, I know a lot of people like the cosmic brownie, but this is a really good one. I am. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Uh, can I make the first pick here? Go for it. Absolutely. I am going with oatmeal cream pie. Oh, as my first pick. And the second one. I'm going to go with the honey bun. Because wow. oh, because honey we call buns, you honey bun. Is that why? You're damn right. You're damn right. And don't you forget it. <laughs> honey bun oatmeal cream by because I dude honey buns are just anytime you're always at 7-Eleven mm -hmm. and I, I always gotta grab it if I'm at 7-Eleven looking for something to eat love them and oatmeal cream pie I could just I could eat way too many of those in one sitting and just like feel really bad about myself I love oatmeal <laughs> cream pies I almost picked up the oatmeal cream pie cereal last week I saw Ooh. it and I was like ooh. <laughs> almost almost snagged that almost did it <laughs> what are you thinking chris Didi, you should uh drive through the 7-eleven drive-thru and get yourself a honey yeah bun. there you go a couple of tacos a oh, couple man. of a couple of honey buns <laughs> good god 
so I'm with DD. The oatmeal cream pie is one of my two. And then I think I'm going to go, first of all, I six looks disgusting. Um, <laughs> the star crunch cosmic cookie. And yeah, I don't know how you call that a cookie. It's basically rice, crispy treats in a gob yeah. of chocolate that hardened in the shape of a cookie. Yeah. It hardened in yeah. the shape of something. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> not, so it's not that. And I'm going to go with the Swiss roll, AKA ho-ho. Okay. Interesting. Those are, those are my two. I, I could eat the oatmeal uh, cream pie. Yeah, like I could eat a ton of those. Um, I still think those are wonderful. Uh, the Swiss roll was a, a, a favorite of my youth. So that's why I chose those two. Well, we're going to have one pick that's consistent across all three of us. No doubt about it. The oatmeal cream pie is just the, the goat of goats. <laughs> it is that damn good. I don't know when the last time I had one, but that cereal made me consider it uh, for <laughs> sure. They're just so good, the oatmeal cream pie. So no doubt about it. Uh, for me, the second one I'm going to pick, if we were looking at Twinkies and Ho-Hos, this would be different. But because I know what cloud cakes taste like and I know what Swiss rolls taste like compared to their much better competitors, I'm going zebra cakes. Ooh. I'm going with that five hole right there in the center of the bingo card. Love me a zebra cake. Uh, really do the texture, the taste. It was just always always something fun. And like, what the hell is a zebra cake? I don't know, but that's what it looks like and that's what it tastes like. <laughs> It's it's fantastic. So because we're in the little Debbie world, I'm going I'm going zebra cake here. Um, but those those chocolate cupcakes are pretty good too. See, here's the here's the beef I have with little Debbie and the chocolate chocolate cupcakes versus Hostess. Again, they have the same. It's first of all, come up with a different swirl design for the little white frosting. You guys are literally using the same stuff. No one's stupid enough to confuse the the two the problem with these the problem with you debbie is what's little about these is the cream filling on the inside there's oh. not enough going on there there's so much damn cake in those cupcakes and it's just a little like that's not enough you gotta it's gotta be a chocolate cream filled cupcake and these these just lacked it and but uh again and you got that let's see look at that zebra cake look at that white frosting and that white filling right there well balanced those are the two Debbie, we await your reply. What's your, <laughs> what's your rebuttal? rebuttal? Explain, yeah. explain yourself. Yeah, Debbie, very active on Twitter, so uh, we're definitely gonna have to oh, hit. Crap, that's right. Up, Debbie. <laughs> Dan, Dan with, immediately retract with this one. I'll take back everything I said. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She might come at you for the for the top two. I'm up not there. gonna cut up yeah. this clip. That's for sure. Because <laughs> somehow this turned into like a freaking roast. This turned into roast battle with Dan against Little Debbie. I don't know how this turned into that, but yeah. Gosh, the so, cool thing about zebra cakes, I will say, is uh, they give you a little feel of like a Christmas tree cake, you know, when it's yes. not in season. Yes. You know, it's not the same frosting, but they give you that feel of, of a Christmas tree cake. So, yeah. And the one that's got to go for me is the same one, that Star Crunch Cosmic Cookie, that Rice Krispie Treat, <laughs> Rice Krispie Treat chocolate glob of a mess. Um, and I always, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. I, I could literally break down all nine of these and I'm going <laughs> to. We're up against it. We still have some music to talk about. So <laughs> maybe when the clubs open at 4 a.m. and we got two hours to kill, we'll break, we'll pull this up back up and talk a little Debbie more in depth. Oh, 
God. Well, let's get into it. What we're listening to, boys, this week. Dan, what are you listening to? Go for it. Uh, first one I'm going to start off with is an Australian indie pop trio that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago by the name of Glades. And I'm bringing them back. Uh, the song I put on there a couple of weeks ago was Dancing in the Mirror. It was honestly one of my favorite songs that I've heard all year so far, but they have an e- an EP that came out. It does include that song on it, but the EP is the name. Uh, the name of the EP is Limbo, and there is a title track also named Limbo, and that's what I'm going to put on the playlist this week. Um, it's another really really great song. It's got that electro vibe that they bring. The chorus has these like amazing guitar chords and. If you listen closely enough, particularly in the first chorus, because the song actually kind of builds and builds, it almost leaves you wanting more each chorus, and then it finally gives it to you. That first chorus, you can kind of hear some marching snare up in there. And I was just like, okay, I love the level that we're going with here and the depth that goes along with those guitar chords. So they bring it all at you. It builds. It's a fantastic song. I'm a big fan of the, of these guys, this Australian trio, Glades. Uh, but Limbo, yeah, first track on the playlist this week for me. All right. <laughs> it was the, there's a cameo going on yeah, in the background. Special guest. There. <laughs> special guest. <laughs> big big Glade fans, Glades fans in the back there. Like, yeah, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the fun of doing this in a different place today. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I'm listening to. Um, Miguel, I am a huge Miguel fan. You guys know this for sure. Um, I'm a huge Miguel fan. He put out an EP that I really like, and there's a song on it called So I Lie. And I promise you, second listen for this song, you will be like, This is my jam. I just, I love this song so much. It's got a dope groove, and the video is really cool for it too. So check it out, Miguel. So I Lie. Nice. Um, the first one I'm going to go with is from a band called I Call Fives. And uh, they're a pop punk band who has not produced music since like 2013. When they were producing music, though, uh, it was some of my favorite pop punk I've ever listened to. They came out with a new song just recently called Be Kind, Rewind. Um, and they've obviously evolved. It's actually it's really interesting to listen to like a band who hasn't produced music in eight years and then hear them and like hear the vocals and like the voice, it's the same people. It's the same lead singer, but like for whatever reason, his voice sounds way different now. It's strange. I don't know. Like there's what's the, there's not a lot of case studies you can do of, of, <laughs> of bands that have done that same thing, but uh, nevertheless, the, um, the energy is there. The catchiness is there. The pop, the poppiness of the pop punk is there. Um, and it was cool to just, see randomly something i didn't expect uh one of my favorite bands from back in the day to to come back with something new so that's going on this week love it a lot of throwback references in this entire podcast we're going for loco mighty ducks and a, a band that hasn't you know, <laughs> played music in a while and i call fives like we used to do that all the time be kind rewind some blockbuster throwback loving this Loving this. Wow, I didn't even realize I was going to do this. Speaking of throwbacks, do you guys recognize the band name Young Rising Suns? Yes. That ring a bell. Yes. Yes. So their song High was huge 
back in 2014. Uh, I'll probably throw that one back on it just for reference, but apparently they've been making music and no one's really been aware of it, uh, but they're back and they're out with a, a new song called Sunday Sunshine. And this is a windows down jam. It really is. It's a feel good vibe. That's truly meant to be played at a poolside party or cranking the windows down with that sun, those sunny skies, blue skies on the weekend. Sunday sunshine really gives you those warm summer vibes from Young Rising Suns. Who would have thought they're back? Beautiful. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, I got to go with Olivia Rodrigo. Deja Vu. Uh, Olivia put out her song Driver's License. That was like one of the biggest songs of this year. Um, this song will not be as big as that because I don't think it's going to pull at the heartstrings as much as Driver's License does because it's very singer-songwriter. It came out at the right time. But um, Deja Vu is a better song. It is a... And it is just produced so well. And I just can't believe this was the follow-up single for this teenage girl because it's usually not how this works. And it is... I just I love this song. It's just got shades of like the Prince in it. It's got just really, really dope current production. I just I love it so much. It's like one of my favorite songs of the year. So deja vu, Olivia Rodrigo. Be on the lookout for that. Nice. Um, a band I want want to put on the playlist this week, WSTR. Uh, I've talked about them before. It's been a pretty long time since I have, but if you want to find a comparable of a band that's maybe a little more popular. Neck Deep is one of the bigger pop punk, pop punk bands out there. Uh, so they have similar styles. WSTR came out with a new song called All the Rage. Um, and it's another one where it's interesting to see where their sound is tracking and developing all time. The, the nostalgic person that I am, I always tend to fall in love with like that first album they put out. And then as, as they evolve, I... It's harder for me to, to stay on board because I just loved like where they started. Um, but I'm liking the sound that they're, they're developing. There's still a lot of, uh, the same, uh, melodies, vocals, uh, same energy in the songs. So it's pretty cool, but I do also want to put on a throwback from them. Um, so I'm going to put all the rage, which is their new single and then promiscuous, which is from 2017, which I think is their best song. Put both those on this week. Nice. Also put promiscuous girl on there as well there you go one in rome <laughs> i love it uh my last one actually uh dd i don't want to steal yours so i want to make sure you don't have this do you happen to have years and years on your list this week i do not i do okay. not okay i see you know years and years disappointed me i'm they're not on my like top of mind as they were a few years ago they've yeah. disappointed me a little bit yeah it's been like what happened what happened since king that yeah song that was huge and yeah. it's, it's i still love that song it's amazing it's amazing live and everything like that but uh they're back slash he's back the the band's kind of focused around it's always been about ollie the singer and he's got two bandmates with him but it's always been about him and now it really is more about him the other two are kind of doing more just producing and writing and things like that so he's back and this time i'm like okay now i can get on board with this the song's called starstruck uh, that came out last week, you know, he really is this electro pop master. Um, and it's a super, super catchy, very dancey song. I think a lot of people are going to like it. It does remind me of some years and years from 
no pun intended years ago. So starstruck from years and years. Glad to have, glad to have music back from them. Oh, do I give you guys a song that I like or a song that I hate? Next is my question. Ooh, we don't have, we don't do a lot, whole lot of hate songs I know. on here. So, but that might right. be a reason to do it. Okay, so here's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Calista Clark, real to me, country song. It's amazing. Love the song. New girl. She sounds like Marin Morris, but it, uh, the song's incredible. Okay, now let's go to the song that I hate. Slow Clap by Gwen Stefani. And now she added Saweetie to it. And unfortunately, Saweetie's on this song. It is a terrible song. I don't want to hear Gwen Stefani do really anything anymore. I'm over it. I'm done. It's just sometimes you just gotta, just gotta say, I'll go see your Vegas residency. You'll play me the hits. We'll do no doubt things. We'll have fun. I, I, I can't do this Gwen Stefani. I mean, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll, maybe you will like it. But me, slow clap. It's not my jam. So, bye, Gwen. I hate that song. <laughs> Man, she's been striking out big time. She's trying so oh, hard, yeah. and it's not, not good. Working. Go back to your roots. Does she have a Vegas residency? Or does no doubt. Is this real? Gwen does. Gwen does. Yes, she did before the pandemic. And so I don't know when that's going to be, but she's got one. So interesting. Yeah. Usher starts in June. I mean, it's, it's things are, wow. Damn. Reasons to go to Vegas. Yeah. Um, okay. My last one isn't anything specific. We're just going to brainstorm as a group uh, how much DMX we can put on the playlist. <laughs> Sweet, slipping. It's probably gonna be like seven or eight songs, but it's okay. Yeah, cool with that. Works for me. Big fan. Love it. DMX, RIP. Yeah. We're putting all the hits on there. Yeah, putting all the hits. Yeah, all of them. Like, just what these bitches want. Classic Cisco right there. You can't can't have that with, you can't have a party without Cisco. (laughs) All right. We can't have a party in the 2000s without Cisco. Sorry, guys. It's not, it's not happening on my watch. Tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, boys, uh, I think we are out of time because my wife is texting me up a storm. Yeah. (laughs) So boys, uh, this has been the brunch breakdown and thank you guys all for listening. See you next week. Peace.